From Tally to Cali, it's time to wake up. Warchant.com is your ultimate seminal sports source. And this is Wake Up Warchant, presented by Corner Pocket Bar and Grill. One more, now here's Warchant.com's ass on Hunter Vandy and Corey Clark. season almost yeah, right around the corner the magna carta we're going to have it in front of us here in moments we hope welcome into this special live edition of wake up war champ presented by corner pocket bar and grill and our friends over at vitamin energy uh, Corey clark as on javani here with you we will be reacting live to the 2024 florida state football schedule unveil we got a whole bunch of people backstage helping us out so as soon as that schedule drops uh, we'll have it posted up here on the screen we can react to it in real time thanks for being here Hit the thumbs up, won't you, before we start this roller coaster of a day. Get the thumbs up out there. Video starts pinging out across the world. People are like, ooh, War Chance at it again. Let's see what's going on. They right. hop over here. So uh, thanks for being here, everybody. Corey, how are you? I trust you're well. I am good. Thank you so much for asking. That means a lot. All right, absolutely. Uh, we got lots of people here in the chat, so we appreciate you folks showing up. Our guy, Luis, Luis Maez, says hello from Oklahoma. I'm excited to know what date the SMU game is as I'm heading down to Dallas. I too am yeah. most curious about that game, Corey. That's a, that's going to be a fun one. Uh, yeah, it's uh, we know it's going to be on a Saturday, so that's something. Uh, so one of the seven free Saturdays that they have, or eight free Saturdays, it's going to be one of them. And our friends uh, Shane and Michelle, Dallas Pillars, mm. uh, will be will be uh, will be very excited about the uh, the the date of that game as well. Strong alumni club leadership as well over in the Dallas Fort Worth. That's area. right. That's right. Uh, that's right. You don't remember her name, do you? That was at the uh, the Charlotte Bar. You're good with names, but I don't think you're that good. That was like two months ago. Kara. Oh, look at you, man. You're something. You're something special. She runs the Dallas. Does she run the Dallas Club? Yes. Yeah, she yeah. runs it, but she's part of it. Yeah. I don't, I don't wanna... So we should maybe maybe we'll have something cool out there on Friday night before the game. That's our. We should do that for these new cities we've never been to. We should have like a war chant get together in Dallas somewhere uh, with the Dallas Seminole Club. I'm down. And I, I think Austin, I wonder if Austin might get a little jealous, envious. Maybe they want to throw their hat in the ring too and help bolster the whole thing. I mean, because Austin's not too far from Dallas, I don't think, right? Well, get Florida State in the SEC, and then you can have us there every year, Austin Seminole Club. Come on, work your magic. Uh, by the way, that, that SMU team uh, had a really solid quarterback, Preston Stone, I think his name was, but he broke his leg in their like regular season finale. So I don't know. I mean, we'll see where this yeah, game broke falls. Broke his leg, you should be back by in nine months, right? Yeah, but you, know, you never know how crisp he might be. Who knows? Maybe the, the Kevin Jennings kid who backed them up, maybe he takes we the do. reins. But, you know, these are the things that we will think about and talk about once the schedule is dropped. We do and have the schedule in my email box right now. I don't know if I can pull it up cleanly when I'm looking at my email here, but we'll go ahead and read it off. We'll have a ticker scrolling down at the bottom of the screen here momentarily. Um, and, of course, there we go. There's a nice sort of format of it. Memphis, we knew, was going to be week three. Cal game, uh, September 21st. So they're going to start off Georgia Tech, Boston College, Memphis, Cal. Uh, that three straight home games, by the way. They Didn't they do that last year? Didn't Florida State have three straight home games uh, yeah, last because year? Yeah, because then there, there was what? Uh, there was like that whole month where they weren't yeah. in, uh, in Doak. This one's different because there is a Saturday off in between uh, Boston College and Memphis. Yeah, get that bad boy up there, Aslan. I like uh, that we get to see all your other 
Yeah, uh, I'm a little bit scared. I can't make it much larger either. Mm, so. Well, yeah. Well, guys, just try to ignore how many he's got in his inbox. I'd like to know what you archived. What were the 16 that you archived? <laughs> I don't know. Who knows? Uh, that's a drunk stuff you're scrolling through. But um, all right. So we obviously knew they're going to start off in Dublin against Georgia Tech. They will yep. have a quasi bye week. Then they have a Monday game at home against Boston College. Then they've got Memphis. They got a week after Boston College as well. Is that, am I seeing that right? Wow. 12 days off between the Boston College and Memphis game. Well, because it's a Monday. So they play Boston College on a Monday and they're not going to let them, they're not going to make them play that next Saturday, which is kind of a break. It's a good break. Uh, So they get, really, they get two Saturdays off in a row. I mean, they play Boston College on a Monday, but then the next Saturday is off because they just played on that Monday. Yeah. All right. So SMU. Yep. Clemson first true road game of the season is at SMU on yeah. September 28th. Then you got Clemson at home. They got a week off before you have that. Fr- wow. They get a week off after the Friday night game too, before the Friday night game. Yeah. They get a week off before the Friday night game. Uh, so yeah, that looks, uh, you know, so if you're listening that's to this, manageable. And, that's very manageable off after the Notre Dame game to my gosh, that's yeah. nice. Yeah. The ACC did right by Florida State. The Miami game, as we talked about on yesterday's show, is eight days after the Duke game on Friday night. So you do get that extra day. I'd like to see who Miami plays on the 19th. I'd also like to see who Clemson plays on September 28th. In fact, I'll go look at that now uh, because I think that's important. But, yeah, man, when you look at that schedule, that that that's as manageable as they could, as they could make it. You get uh, – after the Clemson game, you get – 12 days off before you play that Friday night game. Like you look, you know, you're going to be favored. I don't know at least, I don't know what Miami's going to be. How could we know at this point? But you got to figure you're going to be favored in those first seven games. And then even if you go seven and one, six and two, you finish with North Carolina. You're going to be favored in that game. At Notre Dame's going to be a coin toss at best. Notre Dame might be awesome. Who knows? Charleston Southern's a win. And then Florida at home. They might be on an interim coach. They probably will be on an interim mm-hmm. coach uh, when they come to Tallahassee. So, yeah, man, I don't think you could you can look at that schedule and think you're getting you get a bye week after Boston College, you get a bye week after Clemson, and then you get a bye week after Notre Dame. Like the stretch of at Miami, North Carolina, at Notre Dame, that's tough. You play well, actually starting with Duke, you played three road games and four in at Duke. At Duke, at Miami, North Carolina, home, at Notre Dame, back to back to back to back. But, I mean, you're in the ACC. This is not murderer's row. Well, and again, you have that breather after the Clemson game to get ready for that onslaught, if you will, at Duke, at Miami, home against North Carolina, which I guess they're going to run it back in North Carolina like Chip Lindsey stuck around. I, I looked that up this morning because we talked about it on the podcast yesterday. And you know, North Carolina won't be an easy out, but, again, North Carolina doesn't, you know, put the fear of, you know, I mean, listen, they, if they couldn't do what they, any better than what they did with Drake may, I, I just don't, unless maybe they go Tennessee after they lost Peyton Manning, maybe they end up winning the national title the year after he leaves their transcendent quarterback. Maybe North Carolina's got that up their pocket. Highly doubt it though. Probably not. Uh, no. Probably not. Uh, man, I can't find the, uh, I can't find the actual composite schedule. I I'm just genuinely interested in Clemson and Miami. Mm. Um, I think when you look at this, when you're thinking about who you're going to challenge on your schedule to try to get to Charlotte, those are the two. I know we can all make jokes about Miami. 
they've been to Charlotte once. They still haven't scored a touchdown in an ACC championship game. I get all that. All Canes Conference. But they're going to be, you know, that's probably one of the three toughest games on your schedule. They're going to be in, they're probably going to be in a bid to get to Charlotte to finish in the top two. So you want to know when they play, who they play before they play Florida State. Your so, wish. yeah, we got Clemson right there, right? I command. Yeah. So, Clemson before Florida State on the road looked like they played Stanford at home. Or maybe that's a road game. I can't tell. My eyes aren't great, even with the glasses. But they have Stanford uh, before Florida State. And then Miami before Florida State has Louisville on the road. So, again, I feel Ooh, like you've gotten – That's big. Louisville's another team that's going to be challenging, uh, challenging for the play for the for the championship game. So, man, I feel like you look at that. That's not a bad. That's not a bad deal at all. That's not. That's not a bad deal at all. You get three out of four road games. I get that, and it's pretty tough to go at Notre Dame at Miami. Um, I think that's what the schedule was, um, or no, maybe at Notre Dame. I can't remember. Well, it's right there. Look at it, Corey. Open your eyes. So you got at Duke, at Miami, North Carolina, at Notre Dame. That's a that's a toughie. That's a tough slate there. Your five toughest games might be right there in a row when you count Clemson the home before the bye week. But, you know, it's the ACC. You're not playing Alabama, Georgia, Ole Miss, and then LSU. You know, you it's, it's a certainly a manageable schedule. Yeah, that Stanford game before they play Florida State for Clemson will be at home, so no, no transcontinental flight. Right uh, to help out there. Um, I mean, Miami having Louisville the week before on the road, and then having to play Duke with Manny Diaz like that homecoming game for him. That's gonna be a little bit of a psychological warfare game. Like Florida State, mm. never gonna be a trap game. But I was gonna say it's a sandwich just game between the two games they care about. But those are, I mean, those are three hot and heavy games if you're Mario Cristobal in Miami. Uh, meanwhile, again, Florida State has that Friday night game before Miami and, and gets to kind of catch their breath, and then they'll be back at home taking on North Carolina uh, after the Miami game. And then you obviously have the bye week after Clemson. Clemson, Miami, Notre Dame, right? Those are your three toughest games we probably thought going into the schedule reveal, Corey, if right. you know, words in your mouth. But so you have the you have a bye week after Clemson. Yep. You've got quasi by before you play Miami and then just make it through Notre Dame, man. Let's just get to South Bend. Let's kick some ass and then we can get home and we can breathe again. Yes. It's yeah. hard to think that you were not saying that they did you any fairs, but they certainly didn't do you dirty. No, not at all. Uh, yeah. And you know, the, there's a chance the FSU at Miami game could be a really big one. Like the nation will be watching. Same with Clemson. Um, when you look at Clemson's uh, schedule, there's nothing that really scares you other than that opener. That opener is going to be probably tough for Cade Klubnick and company. But, um, you know, they, they start with Georgia. That's not yeah. it's not the easiest team to start with. But after that, you know, Appalachian State, maybe I don't know who they is. NC State, Stanford. So you would think they're going to be at worst two and two, but probably three and one heading into that game. You hope Florida State is 4-0 with that schedule that they start with, but it's football. Crazy things happen. I will say this, folks. If you're watching this, you're clearly a Florida State fan because you want to know our reaction to a schedule reveal. Uh, go ahead and try to get those hotels. Now that you know when the home games are, get on it now, quickly, eight months ahead of time. Now, it's still going to be outrageous. I get it. It's ridiculous, but maybe it's a $50 cheaper if you book right now as opposed to the summer 
or uh, after spring practice or something. So try to get, get yourself a place to stay. I think a lot of folks actually were able to book rooms for the Boston College game as soon as they f- saw that it was officially a Labor Day game and the, the hotels were asleep at the wheel. So shout out to all those people that were able to ha- hop on and get a rate at a good or a room at a good rate, rather. Uh, we'll take your questions here soon on the show, but lots on the bone here to still kind of pick at. So, you know, Corey, that that's not a, I mean, you, you just mentioned it with Clemson. Now I'm getting to look at it too and kind of digest and process it. That's, that's not fun. That's not a fun September. No, no. Uh, I mean, George is obviously August 31st, but that's probably a loss. Appalachian state's not going to be a, a gimme. And then they got to play NC state and then Stanford and then Florida state. Again, and those are body blow, perhaps games that accumulate and, and leave you a little bit limping walking into a game uh, in Tallahassee. So, Am I reading that right, Aslan? It looks like Florida State will be their first true road game. Georgia, I think, is at Mercedes-Benz. It's in Atlanta, so that's a neutral site. And it will be neutral-ish site. Like, uh, those Clemson fans are good, and they'll travel for that game. But it looks like the the other three games in September for them are all at home. So that'll be their first road game of the season. That is correct, Corey. That is correct. And then let's look at uh, we can look at let's look at Louisville last, I guess. Uh, we'll go to Miami then. So they'll they'll be in the swamp. Then they're going to host FAMU. I think that's Ball State. And then at USF, that could be tricky. Yeah, be tricky. Then a Friday night game against Virginia Tech at Cal. Open. So they get to that open week. Miami. They could be unblemished. They could be, but it's Miami. Yeah. You know, it's hard to, it's hard to just, this isn't 2001 where you just tick off W's, uh, really for any team, but certainly not that program. So yeah, they, if they get in with one or two losses, one loss, that'll be a really good start for them. And that, that game figures to be, uh, a a monumental game as far as, uh, trying to get in that ACC championship. Open week at Louisville host Florida state, the Manny Diaz bowl after that, that'll be tough. I tell you what, man, you remember how one thing I'm noticing right away, you remember how last year it seemed like Florida State played, maybe they played like nine weeks in a row. It seemed like they were back to back to back. They didn't get any time off. So because they start on week zero and then they play Labor Day, well, they get three open dates for the next 10 games. Yes. That's a that's they only play 70 percent of those Saturdays after the first two. So if you get through those first two, two and oh, which you should and nothing's take nothing's for granted around here in college football. But if you're two and oh, and then you've got open date, four games, open date, four games, open date, Charleston Southern, which is essentially an open date, Florida. So you've got three and a half open dates out of your final 10 games. That's that works. That works. And you never play more than four games in a row all, all season. Mm hmm. Okay. This feels weird. Like, why are they doing again? Not favors, but just you know, I was I was bracing for Uh, maybe a little olive branch. Maybe Michael Offer, baby. Look how we're doing you. Stick around. Don't leave. Look how we treat you, man. You're not going to get called for any crazy holds or personal fouls. We're going to start treating you fairly now. See what happens when the the greasy wheel. Yeah. Yeah. What is what is that saying? Squeaky Squeaky wheel. wheel. The greasy wheel gets the squeak. Yeah, there we go. Um, Notre Dame not on the composite, sadly, because um, they're not a full-time member. Yeah, screw them. All right, so then I guess let's look at Louisville now then. Louisville with Austin P. I assume, the governors? Uh, it could be, man. 
I'm not even convinced that that first game for Clemson is Appalachian State. It is. It is. It I, is? I, okay. All right. I zoomed up on um, on All my right. side here. I just – I'm limiting how, how tight I can go on this to where I won't, like, eliminate certain hallmarks I think you probably want to be able to see on your screen, everybody. Yeah, so, yeah, I got you. Um, but Louisville's got two non-Power non 5 games, open week, Georgia Tech at Notre Dame. They go on a bit of a run there, though. Look at those. That's one, two, three, seven games in a seven row. straight games, starting with Georgia Tech, who they yeah. barely beat last year, and then closing at Clemson. With Miami mixed in there um, and Notre Dame. That's a, that's a tough stretch, man. Seven straight. You can't that, – that's one thing I didn't appreciate until, you, until you're actually watching practice because we get to watch practice. And I, I feel like you guys have heard me mention that before. We're lucky enough to get to watch practice. You don't understand just being a media member or a fan necessarily when you're just standing outside watching guys walk in and out of practice but not seeing anything. How big a how big a tax this is on their bodies when you notice when you play for seven straight weeks, that sixth week, half their starters might be sitting out just trying to get ready for Saturday because of the bangs and the bruises. That's certainly how it was with Florida State this past year, which again is why it was so impressive. They went 13 and 0, but whatever. I'm not bringing that up. But so seven straight weeks, your body doesn't get any time to really recover. And guys start missing practice time. Guys start missing games. They get really beat up. Uh, this is uh that's that's a that's a disadvantage. And it is a huge advantage for Florida State to never play more than four games in a row. I just hope we I hope this is the new normal. Like, I, I know you're not going to get three open weeks, but I, I would like two open weeks. Yeah. I would like two open weeks every season. Not asking well, for it looks the like that's what that's what everybody has this year. Florida State's the one that Florida State and Georgia Tech are the ones that have uh, yeah. three because they play that week zero game. But yeah, everybody else has uh, two, so I think that's how it's supposed to be. All right, well, let's hop into it then. Here, shout out to our guys Tom Lang, Ben Spicer, uh, doing stuff backstage, making it work. Uh, the full schedule for Florida State. Then, I mean, looking at that composite, Corey, I just Florida State has to be the odds-on favorite to win this conference again. Based okay. Yeah. On, I mean, I, looking at that schedule, and again, it's it is January twenty fourth. Shout out to my brother; it's his birthday, by the way. Um, oh, shout out Aslan's brother! Yeah, happy birthday, man! Um, on January twenty fourth, looking at the schedules and kind of keeping some inventory of who's bringing what back and what they've added in the portal, I just feel really good about Florida State's chances. Georgia Tech dub, Boston College dub, Memphis dub, Cal dub, SMU. Close dub, Clemson, close. I mean, so, but also think about this, Aslan. Think about them being five and oh, which is a possibility, probably a probability, but it's not as certainty by any stretch. Um, because they're not going to be as good as they were last year, and we don't, we don't know for sure what this thing's going to look like when it all comes together, but they should be another top 15 ish team. But top 15 teams lose. But anyway, let's say they're 5-0. and They win those first five games. They're going to be favored in all five. Imagine that scene on Saturday night, you hope, Saturday night, October 5th, when Clemson comes back to town, um, going against – it's Dabo, obviously, but going against his old starting quarterback. That's going to be a real uh, – that's going to be a very, very watched football game. And there's going to be a lot of emotions – it's gonna. I, I just. I get excited just thinking about that scene with Clemson coming to Tallahassee. I don't know enough about the Notre Dame roster 
but I just feel like Florida State, I can say with a, a modicum of certainty, they have more talent than 11 of the 12 teams on this screen right here. Notre Dame's the only one I'd have to really like go brass tacks on and, and do some deep digging on. They got Riley Leonard now at quarterback after Sam Hartman uh, yeah. wrapped up his Van Wilder career in, in college. Right. Um, they brought Mike Denbrock back. He was LSU's offensive coordinator this past these past few years. Brian Kelly took him. He was with Brian Kelly at Central Michigan and Cincinnati, uh, even before I think Central Michigan in Cincinnati. And then he went down with them uh, to LSU after they were in Notre Dame together. Denbrock's up in Notre Dame, but he doesn't have Jaden Daniels and he doesn't have Malik Neighbors and he doesn't have Brian Thomas. Um, so we'll see just how potent that offense can be. But that defense is is tricky. But you know, Mike Mike handled Cincinnati when he was at Memphis and when Marcus Freeman was a defensive coordinator at Cincinnati under Luke Fickle. So well, and and was, look, man, at 21, they put up 38 yeah. points with a one-legged quarterback in Jordan Travis, who wasn't Jordan Travis at that point. Yeah. Like they've done, they've done, and even the week, the year before with COVID, they put up 26 points and got stopped at the one yard line. They just couldn't stop them, but uh, the defense couldn't. But yeah, he, he's always performed pretty well against Brian. I know Brian Kelly isn't the defensive coordinator, but against Brian Kelly defensive coordinators, uh, Norvell's put up a lot of points on him. So, Corey, what, what is it for you then, my friend? Um, you know, don't want to be overly arrogant on here and just predict they're going to win a national title this year, like on a vengeance tour or anything. But is it is it the lack of a overwhelming talent advantage or is it not having that quarterback that seemingly just knew how to operate this offense at absolute peak efficiency, regardless of how they sputtered towards the end of November before he got hurt, which one of those makes you kind of temper enthusiasm for looking at what this team has done under this coaching staff and what they could do this coming season? Well, you know, it's, it's looking at it in the sense of, you know, what, what would their record last year? Let's not even get into Jordan right now. What would their record last year have been without, let's say Trey Benson, Keon Coleman and Johnny Wilson. You know, I don't think they win the Clemson game. In fact, I know they don't win the Clemson game without Johnny and Keon. Um, they don't. Maybe Duke is down to the wire. Um, maybe they lose to Florida because they don't have Trey Benson. You know what I mean? Like, and you're losing all those guys. So the the, the point being, I, it's just the unknown. It's it's just the unknown of the guys that you got to replace them. What's it going to look like? Can Hakeem Williams take over a game? Can Malik Benson, can, what, what is this receiving core going to look like? Are they going to make game-changing, game-saving, game-winning plays that the receiving core last year did? And is, Trey, is your running game going to have, you know, seemingly once a game, a 60-yard touchdown or an 80-yard touchdown? That, to me, and also you don't have the best defensive end in the country or one of them. But, so more than anything, it's just me being cautious mm. about, like, let's see what it looks like in the spring. Let's see what this what this collection of talent looks like because so many of them are uh, unproven. You know, Marvin Jones, uh, Earl Little, Malik Benson, uh, the kid from LSU, the, the running back from Alabama. I think is a nice player, but I don't think he's Trey Benson. Um, so, so yeah, that's 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 all. I just want to see what it what this collection of talent looks like before I start making grand proclamations that they're going to be in the playoff again. But on paper. The way this thing looks, they should have more talent than everybody they play, save for maybe Clemson, because they've still recruited at a high level. They just don't know about the portal. Notre Dame, don't know. 
not not familiar enough, like you said, it may be Miami. We'll see what Miami looks like. Like Miami's done well in the portal, and they've done well in recruiting the last few years. So let's see what these rosters look like. But they're certainly not going to be overwhelmed, you wouldn't figure, by anybody's talent because they've replaced a lot of their really good players with other potentially really good players. Well said. Uh, Thanks, such clear articulate well thought well reasoned thoughts Corey's probably under the influence of vitamin energy probably the focus plus won't you try it everybody we are live so we're presented by our friends over at vitamin energy vitaminenergy.com promo code wordchamp bogo b-o-g-o it is energy with benefits seven hours of energy and a full shot i take a half everybody and i get you know probably five hours of my day at absolute peak efficiency i don't deserve to have seven hours no. i don't think i deserve that so Maybe one day I will, but I take a half shot. Keeps me good. Keeps me level. 260 milligrams of all natural caffeine in a full shot. So I'm getting like 130 ish or whatever, but packed with vitamins and nutrients. Again, man, the workout plus is over here in my hand too. Uh, the sour apple, my favorite, second favorite tasting behind the tango orange of the immune plus. Uh, but I'm stoked to realize it's got magnesium in it after all this time, Corey. Magnesium, oh, okay. Big deal again to, to, to get you sleeping well and I think I'm making some gains right now, Corey. And the biggest factor I think is sleep. I just, yeah, I okay. sleep so well after the football season uh, with not having to be at morning practice, which I miss, miss being out there, miss seeing your face, but it's all about sleep. So maximize everything in your day. You can do it by trying out vitamin energy, go to their website. What's the promo code, Corey? Warchant Bogo. That's right. Try it. Shake it and take it. Try it. You'll like it. Warchant and vitamin energy. What a pair. Mm, nice on the palate. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Let's talk playoffs then, Corey. It is okay. a 12-team layout this season. When you, you look at the schedule, I'll, I'll put the composite back up here in a, in a moment. Uh, what gets you into a 12-team playoff in, in 2024 playing a conference like this one and this slate that Florida State has? Well, you know, winning it yeah. is automatic. So go do that. You might be on the road. In the first round, if even if you go 12 and 0 or 13 and 0, you might be on the road in the first round instead of getting one of the buys, or you might be hosting a game. But yeah, you win it. That's why I'm saying, like, this is it's an odd time, not an odd time. I guess it makes sense that like the 12 team playoffs starts right when are about at the same time as we've gotten rid of divisions. Um, so it's it really is a chase for those two spots. You can lose to Clemson and then play Clemson again in essentially a de facto playoff game. Not a de facto. It would be a playoff game in Charlotte. Um, so that 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 game automatically becomes a playoff game for whoever wins it. Like last year, Louisville would have been in the playoff if they'd have won that game. I'm talking about last year, last December, seven weeks ago. So that's what I think. You just look at this. Give yourself a chance. Don't worry if you lose to Notre Dame doesn't affect you. You want to win against Notre Dame. It probably gives you a little margin for error in case you don't win the ACC championship. You might still be able to sneak in there at 12, but who are we kidding? Um, but maybe that happens. But yeah, if you just go, if you win seven of those conference games, 
You get you get a margin for error. You could lose one, maybe two. But if you lose one, you're probably in the Charlotte with a chance to go to the playoff, which is all after you lost so much, so many dudes and had such a great year. If you can go seven and one in this on with this conference slate, which is set up pretty nicely for you, um, you will you will give yourself a playoff game in Charlotte to get to another playoff game a couple weeks later. I don't know if this exercise will work here, Corey, because it is the the highest ranked five conference champions, but there isn't a power five any longer. So I think it ends up being like, you know, one of these group of fives gets that fifth one, if you will. Um, So, you know, big 10 sec, big 12 still out there, ACC, and then all these other groups. So if Florida state were to be 12 and 0 and then lose in Charlotte, is yep. that worse than being 10 and three and having one in Charlotte? So what do you mean as far as the seating? As far as making it into the playoff. Like at, at well, 10 if you three, win in Charlotte, you're eight. you're in. It doesn't matter. You might you don't even have to be ranked. You're in. You, you know, they have to take five conference champions. And there's only five, there's only four out there. Oh, you're saying a group of five might be able to sneak in above. Well, they say it's the five, I thought it's the five highest ranked conference champions. So it could be like UCF and somebody else, New Mexico or somebody. Or BYU. You're saying that? Something like right. that? Uh, yeah, no, I, I would still think, I would think after last year, and I, again, I'm being completely naive. If you go 12-0 and and lose in Charlotte, they would put you in the playoff. I would think they would they would almost have to. Unless they want the selection committee to be doxxed again, yeah. you might oh. want to put I misspoke. I misspoke. Anyways, it's it's the it's the six it's the six highest ranked conference champion. So you're yeah you win the conference. Unless yeah, I don't think Mountain West is going to jump you. I mean, I would think a nine and three, a ten and three, even nine and four Florida State that just won the conference would be ranked twenty second, and that would be enough to get you in. I think. Shout out to Tony Greco. Say the four highest ranked conference champs get the bye. Um, crazy thing is the seeding though goes after that. So you could like whoever loses the SEC championship game, it could be a, a battle of twelve and O teams. Well, now theoretically, now the seeding does the seeding starts there because the people ranking them are the same people that are going to rank five through twelve. You know what I mean? They're they're not going by the AP poll. So the four highest-ranked conference champions are still highest-ranked by the selection committee. You know what I'm saying? Right. So that it's still the same group uh, doing the rankings 1 through 12. And they did a bang-up job last year. So there's really no reason to distrust that they won't do a, a great job again. But, yeah, it would be big to get a bye. Would you rather – how about this? No, I want to I want to home, home game. playoff game. You would rather be seated seventh than first? Yes. Okay. All right. Okay. I don't know that I agree with you because you would use that bye week would be really important, but man, it would be cool. It'd be cool to have a playoff game at Doe. I mean, I, just saying that out loud is cool. I, yeah, you're right. I think I'm with you. I think I'd rather than be, so don't go undefeated gang, lose at least one game and try to nestle into that six or seven spot. I mean, did you see the way the 49ers and the Ravens played in the first half of their games coming off that bye week, you know, Ooh, the bye week had yeah. them on the ropes. I just want to keep playing football, man. So I keep playing football. You'll you'll have two weeks off or whatever between the conference championship game and that opening round. It's good yeah. enough. Okay. Put some dirt right. on it. Keep going. Let's keep winning some okay. football games. Um, all that said, though, I'm sure Mike Norvell's watching this and being like, shut up, Aslan. I want the bye. 
Yeah. Uh, to which I say, all right, coach, I got you. I got you. You know he's watching this. Yeah. Benjamin Haygood's here, everybody. And he brought 20 bucks with him. Thank you, Benjamin. Thank you, Benjamin. We appreciate that, man. Thank you. Very nice schedule. I expected some tomfoolery from the league. Only team that scares me is Notre Dame and maybe Miami if Mario learned how to coach. <laughs> Touche. <laughs> Which I, I, wanted, I wanted to bring this. Uh, this is probably a good time to also bring this up from uh, our guy, New King underscore God. Don't sleep on Georgia Tech. Y'all could lose that game. They're returning their whole offense. We'll make sure not to. We'll make sure to kneel when we're in the victory formation, though. New mm. King guy. He's, he's a Miami guy. Yeah. He's an all right guy, though. Anyhow, uh, any look ahead scenarios you think? I don't know, like well, trap games, kind of like you're looking ahead to your next opponent and then you get tripped up, possibly. Yeah, I, know, I mean, I, game? I, I guess, but that's, you know, that's their first road game of the season. Yeah, you got Clemson the next week, but. Homecoming also, for Mike, too, man. It's a homecoming game for Mike Norvell. He ain't going to want to lose. Yeah, I, I think they'll be. They don't they don't really strike me as a group that looks ahead. Once they've gotten to this level of a talent, they've kind of handled their business. I, I don't recall many games where you'd be like, oh, they're just not focused. They're not they're You know, they had some bad games last year, but, you know, Boston College, half the team was not feeling well. And even after a horrible start, they were up 31 to 10. And then Pitt, they just didn't have any receivers. Duke, maybe they, they didn't start out well, but I don't think they certainly weren't overlooking Duke. That was a prime time. I so that doesn't seem to be in their DNA to look past, to have trap, these kind of trap games. They kind of do a good job of taking care of business. That said, two things. Number one, the poster you just mentioned, I, I, I am with them. That Georgia Tech offense at the end of the year was mauling folks. It was running over everyone, and it gave Georgia a handful. Um, that is not a cakewalk. They are going to be hard. They are going to run. That kid can run. He's going to be fresh-legged. He runs just – I mean, he's going to – he runs like uh, Castellanos the next week. So they open the – they come out of the gate having to face two uh, really talented running quarterbacks, which is never good. You never want your defense to face that. I also think North Carolina, man, we'll just see – you know they're going to be competent. They're going to be okay. And okay in between at Notre Dame and at Miami is uh, – could be a little bit of a, 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 a trappy look-ahead kind of game. Thanks, right, Benjamin. Hey, they it. always they always have NFL quarterbacks. I don't know who their quarterback is this year, but I assume he's going to the league in a couple of years because that's what North Carolina does. Yeah, I'm not exactly sure who they have uh, churning up back there. I thought uh, they were going to take a, a step back when Sam Howell left, and then they got a kid that was better than him. Nick Snyder's here. Corey, any insight on who the Maryland problem game will be for 2024? All of them. Uh, yeah. I'm going to go with Georgia Tech. I'm going to I'm going to stick with that. I I think Georgia Tech is a is better than we remember. Um, I don't remember if they made a bowl last year or not. They might have. They might have. They but they they are not incompetent. They, did. they beat UCF. Um, and they ran all over teams at the end of the year. Um, that that is not. And they beat. You know, I know North Carolina had a horrible defense, but they won that game against North Carolina, who was in the top ten at the time, I think, and ran for like 400 yards on them. Um, that's, that's not going to be easy. I don't think that kid's a very good throwing quarterback, but he makes plays with his legs if he gets going. And that's somebody, uh, Haynes King, the former Jimbo, uh, starter. Uh, so I'm going to say that we're, they're starting out with a problem, Nick. They're starting out with a problem. Wait for it. It's the name of the poster, everybody. What is the worst case scenario for order of game? Well, he posted at a five Oh three. So 
we see the schedule, but we do see it in its glory. I thought there was going to be a question on what's like the worst case scenario for the team this year. Like the, the absolute cynic would say you could lose Georgia Tech, you lose Clemson, you lose Miami, you lose Notre Dame. Yeah. Like that to me, that's that's worst case. Now you're eight and four. Yeah, somewhere around there. I mean, it always depends on injuries, right? You don't yeah. want to be down to your third-string quarterback and second-string offensive line. But if you stay relatively healthy, yeah, I feel like eight and four is probably as low as you can go. Uh, you, you know, but there's a chance we we think they're going to be five and zero oh getting to Clemson. Uh, they do have talent on this team, and they are very well coached. But college football is weird. They could be three and two going to that Clemson game. You you just never know. None of those games, really, none of them are absolute. There, it's not North Alabama. Like they're all Division one teams that have won some games and gone to some bowls. And so they're not going to be just sitting there waiting to get steamrolled. They're favored. The Cal game is probably the only game they're favored in double digits. That I would think Mem- I would think Memphis too. I would think really, Memphis. and yeah, maybe Boston College too, for that matter. It, well, it all depends on how they look the first couple of games. Like if they steamroll Georgia Tech and Boston College, well, I'm be, saying as, as we sit here now, if they were to handicap the games, I'm saying I, I yeah, I would say. I would say BC, Memphis, and Cal, they're all favored by double digits. But I mean, Cal, but but not by much. I'm talking about like 12 to 14. Memphis went 10 and 3 last year. Um, number six scoring offense in the country. I don't know if their quarterback's coming back, though. I think he might have had a last dance. Don't quote me on that. But, um, you know, that could be maybe like a nine and a half or what have you there. So, yeah, but not a, not a gimme, not an absolute. Well, slam dunk win that's a it's a tough schedule in that sense that other than charleston southern there's no automatic just get yourself a w this is not going to be competitive like all those teams if you play poorly like literally all of them i think uh, duke might be the the toughest the, the least talented because they lost so many guys off last year's team and it's a first year coach first year quarterback but all those guys all those teams maybe florida too like i said they'll have an interim coach <laughs> they're all going to be uh they're going to be you're going to have to play pretty well to win but luckily this team plays pretty well most of the time yeah Yeah. again i just wonder if that's you know how much of that is just because they had that overwhelming talent advantage last year or or how much of it really was the quarterback and i know that plays into the overwhelming talent advantage what you have the quarterback but um just feel like man this coaching staff and what they've established and their expectations uh, and there's enough guys that are still part of the the grime of it all that they came on the come up of this yeah. all that won't let him backslide. So you just feel like they'll be focused. And if they're focused, they're, you know, they're going to not run through that schedule, but they'll be able to manage it quite nicely. And I liked what they have at line. I like what they have on the line of scrimmage, both, yes. both sides. And then DJ is a big deal, man. You know, yeah. if you, if, if Brock Glenn was facing this schedule, then you literally have no idea. It could be a four or five win team, or it could be 12 and Oh, like, I don't know. We don't know what that kid's going to be, but, you know you have a consistent, steady, fifth-year senior who has played in all kinds of environments. He will not be overwhelmed, and he will not get rattled, which is such a luxury to have um, anytime you're playing a football game. Our guy, S.A., bringing my sons home to Tallahassee this year from Australia. All right. Australia, uh, to see their first game in Doak. I'm thinking Charleston and then just stay for Christmas. Florida, a bit intense for a first game, question mark. 
Well, if you're staying through Christmas, wouldn't you take them to both? Oh, so Florida would be the second game he yeah. would take them to, I guess. Or she. Is S.A. a – do we know? Man or woman? Nothing. Uh, how about that coming back from Australia? How about watching this from Australia? Hmm. What time is it over there? Is it isn't it Friday in Australia right now? So <laughs> is it the weekend already? What what's going to happen the next couple of days? Uh, man, probably. I well, I I guess I would say I don't know how old your sons are. If they're nine forty in the morning, by the way, nine forty a.m. Okay, all right, on Thursday. Thursday. Yeah. Um, so I would say not knowing how old your sons are, I'm going to assume that means they're elementary aged or younger. Florida could be very intense. So Charleston Southern would be much more laid back for sure. Mm-hmm. All right. Just but unless you want your sons to be exposed to a lot of bad words, maybe, a, maybe fist fights, a whole bunch of drinking and beer. Um, and you know, I'm not saying people that expose their kids to that are bad parents. I did it with my son. I certainly was done to me. And look how well I turned out, everyone. Mm. Um, yeah, let's uh, our guy Shaja. Shaja, that's how I think I say pronounce it. Shaja. Uh, apparently, it looks like Duke is the only team that has a bye week before playing Florida State. Oh, all right. And Florida State has a bye week before playing Duke. Yeah. So that would uh, that's uh, that works out well too. All right. Yeah, I mean, you can't you can't argue with this at all. There's no there's there can't be any hand wringing at all about this schedule. It is as fair with those teams. It is absolutely as fair as you could have ever hoped. All right. Or something here. Um, What are they playing Memphis for? Was that a deal to get Norvell? You know, I don't know. Some teams have that contract provision where, you know, so. But I would have thought it would be like a home and home. Is it? It's not a home and home, is it? I don't think so. No. Um. So yeah, yeah, it's uh, it's odd that they're playing Memphis. Memphis is good. You don't you don't really get a lot of credit for beating them, and they can absolutely beat you if they play well. Like you, you just, just said, said they won- they're going to be a double digit underdog. Well, double digit favorites lose all the time, Aslan. I'm saying like they're not going to be a forty point favorite. I would have I would have thought when you have non conference of Notre Dame and Florida, you have Charleston Southern and Samford. Right. Not Charleston Southern and Memphis. That's a that's a that's a pretty good program there. Right. Well, hey, Florida State fans know you just got your head coach from there. Rob Krause. What is the fulcrum? Big word. Yeah. Yikes. Or hinge. Parenthetically, he adds to us layman. What is the fulcrum? I mean, Corey's got Corey's got me scared now about Georgia Tech. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Don't sleep on the jackets, baby. It's going to be a home game for Florida State. I can't imagine there's going to be more than a few thousand Georgia Tech fans, so that'll help. It's, it's um, Clemson, right? Because even if you were to lose that Georgia Tech game, if you beat Clemson, everything is back fine. It, I mean, it's it's geographically. I don't know if that's right, the, not even the right word, but it's uh, on the schedule linearly. It's the, the, yeah. the midpoint of it, too, so that's probably the best. I, I would think that's the fulcrum. Uh, your chances hinge on that one. Seemingly right now as we talk here on my brother's birthday. Yeah, I, I would say I agree with you. I think Clemson is the one that gives you uh, – a two-game lead in the ACC standings where you can afford even a loss at Miami or a loss to those Tar Heels coming in or that tough Friday night crowd at uh, Cameron Indoor, Cameron Outdoor. But, uh, I, yeah, I, I think Clemson is the one that, that can swing. Because if you lose to them, then you're essentially two games back of them um, because they'll have the tiebreaker over you. So that's that's why the win last year was so important. Um, I Yeah, I would say I agree with you. I think Clemson, where it comes in the season – and that 
that's one of the main teams you're competing for to get to Charlotte. Competing with, I'm sorry, to get to Charlotte. MyBookie.ag, promo code WORKCHANT. That gets you an instant cash deposit bonus when you sign up for the first time and use aforementioned promo code. We don't have lines on the Memphis game yet, but we do have the option to bet on Florida State to win the whole darn thing. Plus 2,000 right now over at MyBookie. I think that's ninth shortest odds. Ole Miss ahead of Florida State. Come on. Oregon, come on. LSU, come on. Florida State currently plus 2,000. Some early Heisman odds. Carson Beck, Quinn Ewers tied atop plus 750. Let's see if we got DJ. DJ at plus 2,400. Plus 2,400. That'd be, that'd be incredible, right? But if you're going to bet on Florida State to win it all, you might as well bet on the quarterback while you're at it. NFL lines also available. Baltimore favored by 3.5, hosting Kansas City in the AFC Championship game. San Francisco favored by seven, hosting Detroit in the NFC Championship game. You can go ahead and even bet on who you think is going to win the Super Bowl right now as well. That's available at my bookie. Promo code's WarChant. Promo, though, does require $50 minimum deposit and rollover requirement of one-time deposit total, including that bonus for withdrawal. For full terms and conditions, visit mybookie.ag slash about-us. Looking at the schedule, do you feel like it's Clemson, Florida State? I mean, I know Louisville's done the most. Uh, with the portal, but you know, looking at that schedule, just Louisville's got seven games in a row. Clemson has like a nice ebb and flow kind of to their to their season. That Georgia game is not going to affect their ACC chances. Uh, you know, I know they haven't done well in the portal. I know they're coming off probably they got to be running towards the end of of that that run of having like those top five recruiting classes. But I guess even if they're running at the end of it, that those guys are still going to be juniors and seniors. Uh, do you think, looking at the schedule right now, Corey, would you say if Florida State's the the odds-on favorite to, to be the one seed, if you will, going into the conference championship game, do you think Clemson or, or Louisville is better positioned to be the other team that squares off for the conference championship game in Charlotte? Yeah, right now, I just because of history, like we Clemson. Um, Look, man, they they didn't have a good season by their standards. They still won nine games and lost an overtime game to the undefeated champions of the conference. So they're not that far off. You know what I mean? They're 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 far off from what they were in 2019. And a bad audible away from beating Miami, right? But correct. Yeah, yeah. That was a crazy. I can't believe they lost that game. That's nuts. That was that was by far their worst loss of the season because they played the freshman quarterback. I mean, I was not. They didn't even play Van Dyke. Um, but yeah, I would I would say that Clemson. I, I'm still convinced they're a nine to ten win team until proven otherwise. We get it; they're not what they were, and they are slowly deteriorating, but not to the point where they're a skeleton. They're still plenty good enough to win this conference, in my opinion. So I would say Clemson, Louisville. I don't. Do we know who the quarterback is? Tyler Shuck, the kid that was at, he was at Oregon, then he was at Texas Tech, and now he's so at he's never done anything. Basically. Right? Yeah, I mean, he might. I mean, and that doesn't mean he can't do anything. I'm just saying he's not proven at all. And that's so like if I think if Louisville had a a good quarterback last year, they're win- they would have won the ACC championship. You know what I mean? Like Florida State's defense was great, but Plummer just wasn't up to the uh, uh, up to the challenge. If they would have had a, a a Jordan Travis ish quarterback, and I know they don't grow on trees, then they're winning the ACC. So. It depends on what the quarterback is so important, man. And I, we have no idea what that kid is. He might be worse than Plummer, or he might be the next Lamar Jackson. 
Uh, he did win the uh, he won the the Pac-12 with Mario during the COVID year. He played. Yeah, he was a starter for them that year yeah. in 2020. Yes, sir. Yeah. So he hasn't played. So he played. He started in 2020 and then hasn't played the last two years. Well, yeah, he's just he's been injury. He's been injury prone. A lot of injuries to our guy here. This is okay. his, uh, that's a snapshot of his career there thus far. So, um, so he's been in college since 18. Mm-hmm. He went four and three in 20. Texas 13 and Tech. seven as a starter, apparently. Yeah, yeah, but he, you know, he went five and zero oh in 22. I guess he got hurt then. Correct. And then was not good at all last year. And I guess he got benched or got hurt again. Um, so anyway, you look at that and you're not, it's not Mariota 2.0, <laughs> you know, that doesn't look like anything extra special. Um, golly, it's his seventh year of football. I'm just, I'm, according to Wikipedia and why would they lie to us? Yeah, they wouldn't, they wouldn't, okay. by the way, today for Brady's, uh, figure out, figure out something on a famous person. Yes. Book report. research, uh, Sarah Blakely. Oh, Okay. Yep. Going with a, you know, a very, one of those, one of the richest women in the world, Florida State grad. I want to see what he tells me about her. Was this, was this mom's assignment or dad's assignment? No, this was me. Okay. It's not just men around here, man. We, right. You know, there's been a, a lot of great women in this world and I want him to learn about them too. Montario McNeely. Hey fellas, can we get a champagne bath from Corey? If we make the playoffs hashtag classic. What if it's legitimately a bath? Like I just sit in a bathtub full of champagne. Can we put that on our site, on our on our YouTube channel? Would people want that, or probably not at all? Maybe we get you some flesh-colored spanks. <laughs> there you go. It's all coming together. Or a merkin. They still make those, I assume. We can do something like that, man. And we're not, not, it's a PG show. Merkin kids, kids, do not mer- do not Google merkin. Do not ask your parents about ger- merkin. Just keep them moving. All keep right. Sorry, moving. my fault. Uh, Tony Greco I, wants to do a, a WNL's wake up edition. Jeff and Tom are giving one tomorrow. You'll have to wait for them. That's it's their it's their that's their thing. Property. We don't want to step on their toes. Yeah, that's their intellectual property. Uh, appreciate. That. Let's see what else we got here. Uh, I'd like to go back. I'd like to when they do their W's and L's. Somebody should go back and get their what their percentage right is over the last ten years of doing that hmm. yeah. to see if it matters at all or not at all. Uh, that would be uh, that'd be an interesting project for one of you listeners to do they're on they're on the they're online or in a podcast somewhere go see how tom and jeff have done the last few years on their w's and l's somebody was asking us to do an audit on the mock drafts and i'm like whoa that's that's a huge undertaking and i don't even know how you know i did it last year when people were talking about how verse was a guaranteed first round pick and i'm like yeah just because you're mocked in october doesn't mean you're going to be drafted there seven months later. And so I, d- I did do an audit of some of those draft picks and saw the percentage um, that just for that draft, for the 2022 draft and maybe the 21 draft, how close those early mock drafts were to reality. And as you guys can probably imagine, not very. There's like 10 or 12 names that you know are going to be drafted high, like Caleb Williams. I get it that we got that. But once you get to like 12 to 30, it is completely complete chaos compared to what the mocks were in October and January. Oh, we got a question from Chris, Chris Moore, Chris Moore. Yeah. Chris Moore, Chris Moore. It's, I can't get everybody on the same screen. I can, but then we won't be able to really see it. He was, well, what is NC state? Just pop it, NC state on the screen. 
Well, it is. It's right there on the screen. Right there. Where? Western. Again. Oh, I see him. I see him. I got him. There's that wolf. There's that cute wolf backhead. Sassy. Sassy Clark. Western Carolina, Charlotte, Tennessee. Not they're playing the University of Tennessee. Well, let everybody know Chris Moore asked this who has the easiest schedule in the ACC. Right. So he, the podcast he, listeners. he volunteered NC State. So they got Western Carolina, Tennessee, neutral site, Louisiana Tech at Clemson, then Northern Illinois, Wake, Syracuse at Cal, open week, host Stanford, host Duke, open week at Georgia Tech at North Carolina. Yeah. Other than that Clemson game, if they're as good as they've been, that looks that looks a lot like a six and two schedule, six and two record at the worst, because they're always pretty good. They'll, they I feel like they lose a game every year that's surprising, but they should handle Syracuse, Cal, Stanford, and Duke. Two of those have at least two of them. I don't I haven't followed Cal and Stanford for years, but Syracuse and Duke have first year coaches. Wake Forest was really bad last year. Um, North Carolina just lost. I mean, yeah, man, they're only they might be favored in all those games except Clemson. I'm talking about the ACC games. Um, Tennessee will be tough, obviously. So yeah, man, that's uh, maybe at Georgia Tech. Well, that that certainly will be tough. Georgia Tech might be playing for the national championship, folks. Uh, yeah, on first blush, doesn't that look like maybe the easiest of teams yeah. that are typically good? Like I don't, I'm not looking at Boston Colleges or Cal's or Dukes, but for the teams that genuine can consistently compete in the top half or top court, quarter of this conference, um, that looks to be probably the easiest. Yeah. Also of note, maybe like Clemson and Florida State are the only two schools that look like they've got that FCS game before their regular season finales. Okay, there you go. Probably goes to the fact. Well, actually, no. Syracuse has got Connecticut, but they're not an FCS team. Might as well be. Uh, you know, Jim Moore Jr.'s got them playing a little harder in stores. Yeah, these you're days. right. You're right. But I guess maybe that goes to the fact that nobody else closes out their season playing an SEC team other than Georgia Tech and Georgia Tech's got a legit game. They got the 21st. So that's a Thursday night game against NC state before they host the dogs. So it's looking at that, man. Looks nice. Looks very manageable. I don't Ed Johnson. Do we know? I don't know what day indigenous people's day is. Uh, curious to let us know when it is. He asked any reason the symbols would not play on that day. We'll have to I see what it falls on the count. See where it falls on the calendar. Grillmaster says Syracuse sleeper. Are they are they the Duke of 2024, Corey? Could Syracuse with their new coaching staff, Kyle McCord, and that schedule, Ohio, Georgia Tech, off week, Stanford, Holy Cross at UNLV. How about that? How about that? Out of nowhere in late October, they're just <laughs> rolling to Vegas. That was a Dino Baber special. Like he wanted to go out to Vegas. Yeah. He was looking forward to that one. Uh, at NC State, off week, specialty game at Pitt. That's a lot of a lot of three road games in a row. But they also don't play Clemson, Florida State, or Louisville. So the three oh, the teams that'll probably be picked as the top three in the conference, they don't play any of them. That's a pretty easy schedule. So yeah, um, I don't know how good they're going to be. First year coach. I'm not sold on that quarterback at all. He struggled even at Ohio State with all that talent. Um, I I doubt he's going to look great for Syracuse, but I could be wrong. Maybe it'll be better to not have that pressure, uh, and he'll be able to fling it around and feel good about himself. But yeah, I mean that's he that looks like a 
a pretty I know he's done well in the portal Syracuse has they they seem like they've spent some money but I don't know if it's you know maybe maybe getting the top 20 I don't think they're a sleeper to be like it depends on what your definition is what your what the context of sleeper is sleeper for the conference I wouldn't think so but you know maybe to get to eight or nine wins eight wins I think they could do that with that schedule yeah I don't know if they'll claw their way up the polls like Duke did right but my guy Kyle McCord Completed 66% of his passes, had 24 touchdowns, six picks, and threw for 3,170 yards. Yeah. If I gave you those numbers for DJ Ungalale right now, would you take it? Uh, Well, absolutely, yeah. But, again, he's he's judged on a different barometer because of who he's getting to throw to. And, you know, not all those defenses were sensational. No, and- I- and he also just Western Kentucky. I think he like he had like four or five touchdowns against Western Kentucky that skews it a little bit. Yeah, I was gonna say just the games I watched weren't I didn't watch a lot of Ohio State. I watched them against Penn State. I watched them against Michigan. I don't remember if they played Iowa. I hope I didn't watch it if they did. Um, but he didn't look good and he to me he didn't look impressive at all in any of those games. But he's also first year starter, so and taken over for apparently one of the best quarterbacks that's ever lived in CJ Stroud. Jack ain't it. I know that. That's what uh, CD CD Lamb's mom said after complimenting uh, CJ Stroud. He only threw three touchdowns against Western Kentucky. But yeah, you know, Notre Dame game not great. No. Um, At Michigan, he was okay. He threw a horrible pick in that game. Uh, ran for minus sixty five yards, so you don't have to worry about that. Um, looks like he had some. He had some good games against bad teams. And then on the road at Wisconsin, struggled. On the road at Michigan, struggled. And then, you know, did what he was supposed to do, I guess, I guess against the other teams. Would 17 of 26 for 226, two touchdowns and two picks, would, his, would that Wisconsin line, would that beat Miami this year? If you hold them to 10. Like the Ohio State defense did. Yeah, sure. Throw five picks as long as you hold them to 10 points. Oh, man. All right, let's get some more questions here. I think we got some more questions here. Jacob Carlton, we got, we got, we got a big Syracuse contingent here. Yeah. Um, where is Baylor's schedule? We need lots of Dave Aranda on coach speak. Well I've said. Never watched any, I mean, is there one in particular, core that you can recommend to us uninitiated? Um, not one of your episodes because we watch all of them. Uh, but is there like a, a, a quintessential Dave Aranda game moment? Press pre- conference moment? No, they're all the same. That's why we make fun of him. Uh, he always says, I appreciate that when he gets asked a hard question um, and then talks like a uh, yoga instructor. Um, so it's hard to explain. I would say whatever the first coach speak was where we were introduced to him, which I think was the very first one, it's just it's uh, it's eye opening. It's incredible. So I would suggest go and watch that one. Hawaii, no, I do feel like there's a considerable amount of couching and qualifying that's not necessary. I'd be fine if I never heard anything outside of injury. We should ellipses. It's not necessary. Uh, agreed. I know I'm uh, I'm guilty of doing that, but I've been on freezing cold takes exposed before. Oh, and I don't, yeah. Well, I said that uh, Mel Kuyper was high for saying that Jameis might win the Heisman. This was before he'd ever played a game, by the way. Um, not not after after the pit game, I was like, yeah, okay, Mel. 
but uh, yeah, so I got exposed for that one. But the reality is, man, like I don't, I hate, hate talking in a hundred percent certainty about something that's not certain. That's and what that's this job what this is, is. Or it's what you signed up for. I can, but it isn't, I can give my opinion, but I, I want to stress that it's an opinion. Like, you know, this team should be good next year. If they get riddled with injury, I don't want to be sitting here saying you people say, well, you said they were going to be good next year and they're going to win 10 games. Well, yeah, things happen. I mean, it's just my opinion. So you know, it is what it is. But um, yeah, I say it a lot because injuries matter a lot. As we kind of saw at the end of 2023, when your team didn't get to go to the playoff because your quarterback got hurt. I mean, I, I put the quotes because. I'm not sure they would have gone to the playoff even if Jordan Travis was 100% healthy, but that was the reason they used. All right. If if I can get Corey to retire couching statements, tough hill to climb, tough hill to climb. If I can do that, America, will you all agree to not talk about tiebreaker scenarios, especially now? Shots our guy, King Spleen, watch a lot of shows. Says maybe this is him being sarcastic, in which case, touche, well done. Uh, the ACC could have a problem with FSU, NC State, and Louisville go undefeated. Neither of us play each other. I would say take out undefeated and just say have finished with the same record. Okay. Because that's that's much more probable than three. Di- I mean, that the, I don't know if there's ever been a season where three ACC teams went undefeated. I know a lot of times it's because they all had to play each other, so it was mathematically impossible. But I don't foresee a scenario where three different teams are going undefeated. But certainly there could be a log jam at the top. So if, he's, if he phrased it, could have a problem if all three finished six and two or finished with the same record. That I don't. The, it would be an interesting tiebreaker. Blue collar chef coming for that job, one of our jobs. Speaking with certainty, mm. Toe Cars, DJ Uyunglele, and Adams' underrated defense gets us to 12 and 0. Hashtag bucket. We're coming for you, blue collar. If you're wrong, we're gonna we're gonna expose you. Yeah, hey man, I, that's what we're all rooting for. And I, I uh, DJ is gonna be that's gonna be really fun to watch in the spring. I just want to see what it looks like. It is a new offense for him, but he's played so much football. It's not that much different than what he was running last year, and he was good last year. Not great, not Jordan Travis, but good. And is he good enough to get you to the conference championship? I think he is, but it's not a guarantee, but I definitely think he is. He's certainly better, in my opinion, than the options you were going to have if he hadn't have joined your roster. That's gonna be. It's just going to be fun to see how he, what these receivers look like and what he looks like. Hit the thumbs up, everybody. We really would appreciate it. All it does is just ping the video out there and let people know that we're hanging out. So it's not going to sign you up for extended warranty robocalls or anything. It's totally harmless. Promise. Please hit it. A last look at the schedule for the 2024 season as Corey and I wind things down here on this special live edition of Wake Up War Champ presented by Corner Pocket Bar and Grill as the 2024 schedule is now unveiled in its full majestic glory, though we don't know kickoff times yet. But we'll get to that at some point. Looks nice. That's uh, that's the Aslan analysis of it. Again, Corey, you sometimes a little bit more eloquent, a little bit more verbose. Mm-hmm. Any last thoughts, again, as we look at the schedule uh, that seemingly seems fairly manageable in this day and age in a Power 5 conference when you're at one of the best programs in the country? Shout out to Ben for the graphic. Because um, mm-hmm. it, it, it looks kind of on first glance that Norbell is mad. 
but he's fired up. Mm-hmm. Like he's a fired up. Like, yeah, we just got to stop. Or yeah, that uh, Keon just mossed that kid. Uh, he's fired up. And I think if he was looking at this schedule, he'd be pretty fired up about it. Right. You know, I think that's a, uh, the ACC did not do them wrong. Um, three home games in, in, in September for two years in a row is a little odd, but there is a Saturday off in between them. It's not three straight Saturdays in a row. Um, so yeah, I think that's, uh, it's, it's, it's as much as you could hope for. It's as good as you could have hoped for, um, when, when we started this show at five o'clock. Mm. Now, barring anything crazy happening, this is the last show of the week for us. Hey, shout out to the hoops team. Great dub yes. on Go Tuesday ahead, night. Give, give us 90 strong seconds, please. Oh, it doesn't have to be 90 strong seconds, but uh, Watkins was incredible. He was very, very good. Uh, he had 27 and 11. He had 11 rebounds, which is really good, uh, you know. And once they stopped fouling or got stopped getting called for fouls, they really clamped down on Syracuse's offense. And that was just a really good win. They've won three straight road games. They're now 6-2. and two. I think they're 84th in the net which is outside, obviously, of the NCAA tournament. But they play the team that is, I think, third in the net on Saturday. And if they can somehow, and I shouldn't say somehow, they'll be underdogs, but only by a few points on Saturday. If they can beat North Carolina, which is a not an easy matchup because Florida State doesn't rebound well and, and North Carolina does. But if they can beat North Carolina, um, that would be a huge win. And I think they're a win over North Carolina gets them on the bubble. They're not on the bubble yet. A win over North Carolina gets them on the bubble. They played their way into that. They're second place, which is crazy. Uh, Six and two in the ACC. And if they beat North Carolina, they'll still be in second place. But that would be that would be the biggest win for this program in a in a good long while. And would get them in the NCAA tournament discussion, which is more than I would have even thought was possible a month ago. Hmm. Uh, guys asking about the Nintendo behind me. How much is it? I don't know, man. Make me a good offer. Everybody's got a price, right? Everybody's got a price. So one thousand dollars is that not enough? American, American, okay. unmarked bills. Shout out to Benjamin Haygood for throwing some dollars in the tip jar. I certainly appreciate it. Appreciate all your guys' questions. Appreciate you all hanging around uh, to talk about football in January. We love man, it. Isn't it's it awesome? awesome? It's amazing. It's amazing. Hit the and we've only got there. probably what as long about six or seven weeks, maybe until spring football starts. Mm-hmm. So once we get through these six or seven weeks. We're right in the middle of football. We're going to be able to give you observations because we're, again, we're lucky enough to get to watch spring practice. So go to War Chant, sign up. You'll get real-time observations of everything we see. We don't have to hold back on anything except injury. Everything else we see, we can report on. So if you're not a member, become a member just to find out about these new transfer portal guys, what the receivers look like. It's not just me giving my opinions. It's Tom Lang. It's Ira. It's Aslan. It's the whole gang, Jeff. So uh, sign up for War Chant, and then really once we get through, I don't know when the spring game is, sometime in April, we'll be we'll be right up into the summer getting ready for Ireland, man. It's coming. It's coming fast and furious. So join War Chant. You'll get to know everything you want to know about this uh, football team that you love. What an unbelievable sales pitch by our guy. I would tell him to drop the mic, but it's attached to his head with a headset. So there he goes. He's Corey. I'm Aslan. I think he might have broke something. Thanks for watching. Hit the thumbs up. Five-star rating review on the way out. Stay connected to WarChant.com.